Hello and welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland. This is episode 48, Ask, Don't Tell. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. coaches, welcome back. And this is the next in our series of coaching. In episode 46, I defined one of the biggest pitfall that I see with coaches is they tell people what to do versus asking them good questions. Oh my goodness. And this is a bit about how we see ourselves and the reframing that is required to be more effective as a coach. There are four reasons that I believe we tell people what to do. One, I think, is a lack of knowledge or self-awareness. Some people don't really realize that they're doing this, that they are actually telling people what to do rather than asking them, and that is not as an effective strategy. So some of it might just be, no one ever told me not to do that. They didn't tell me that I shouldn't just direct people. In fact, a lot of what we believe leadership is, is about directing our resources and giving people clear direction. But that really gets in the way of people evolving and being as effective as they can be and also getting sustainable performance change. Number two is, I believe, our perceived role and how we define ourselves as managers and coaches sometimes is hey, I'm a problem solver. I'm a solution provider. I'm a fixer. You got a problem. I got an answer. And a lot of times we are rewarded for that kind of performance ourselves, especially if we were a great individual contributor. We know how to solve those problems. We know what to do. So of course, we are supposed to tell others, right? That's part of our gift to our team. Number three is I think it relates to our image, that many of us see ourselves as helpful and supportive. We want to be there for people that we work with. We want to be there and help them to be as efficient and effective as they can. And sometimes people have a lot going on. So in our effort to be helpful and supportive, we think that giving them advice or counsel or direction or clarity is going to be the most helpful thing we can do. And number four, absolutely speed and convenience. How fast is it to tell someone what to do and just move to the next problem versus actually having that dialogue, having the discussion and waiting sometimes patiently for self-awareness to occur? 
Oh my goodness gracious. But you know what? There are short and long-term problems with this approach of telling people what to do. One is individuals don't take ownership over their challenges or opportunity. And frankly, they're going to have less buy-in or commitment to the solution. When we tell people what to do, then they do that out of compliance. And you know what? (laughs) If it doesn't work, whose fault is it? Oh my goodness, it's ours because it was our lame idea. (laughs) Or maybe it was a good idea, but they didn't execute it properly. But nonetheless, it didn't work. And then it's on us. The other problem with this approach is it enables others to rely on us for solutioning. And that is a very disempowering strategy. We want people to have power, to lean into their power, and to be empowered. And yes, sometimes they're going to make mistakes and sometimes they're going to screw things up and that is okay because that is how they learn and that's all right because frankly, that's how we learn too. And then the last problem with the approach of telling versus asking is that it doesn't strengthen people's problem-solving skills. It doesn't really tap into their cognitive abilities and strengthen their own ability to solve problems effectively. So as a coach, the majority of your time in the coaching discussion should be asking questions. I've mentioned this in both the last two podcasts. Rather than offering suggestions or advice or solving other people's problem, we get great at asking good questions. Last episode, I mentioned four steps to a successful coaching discussion. We set the stage, we define the opportunity or problem, Then we discuss and explore options. And finally, we develop a plan. In this podcast, we're going to talk about step three, discussing and exploring options and four different questioning buckets that will help guide someone to not only explore options, but to define what actions they're going to take. So what I want you to do is think of someone that you'd like to coach and also Be really thoughtful right now about the area that you'd like them to grow in or change and write it down if you're able. I know some of you are multitasking and maybe you're on the elliptical machine, maybe you're taking a walk, but at some point, write it down, okay? Then we're going to consider how to gain that person's insight and buy-in to making the change that you want them to make without actually telling them how to do it. And this comes from powerful questioning. We can ask great questions in four areas about the change or improvement that we're advocating for. And in this podcast, I'm going to use an example of someone who's consistently missing deadlines. All right. The first area that we want to tackle as a coach and ask questions about is uncovering the root cause. What is happening or not happening with their behavior. Why are they missing deadlines? And that's painfully obvious, right? Of course, we want to know that. So that's a great place to start with asking questions. We could ask things like, what do you think is happening that makes it difficult to stay on top of your workload and meet your deadlines? Also, what is likely to make it difficult for you to change the situation? Ooh, that's a good one. But those questions, we want to understand the root cause for why this is happening. And sometimes we have to dig deep because sometimes people may give us very superficial answers for the situation. The second category of questions is understanding the reasons for the change. This is all about helping them understand the value of the change and also, importantly, the consequences of not changing. 
This is at the heart of motivation and motivation to grow and develop. So I could ask my coachy, what do you think might happen if you do nothing to change? Why is it important to improve? Both of those questions are getting at consequences if I don't and the value if I do. And mix up your questions so you have some of both. The next category that we want to tackle in good coaching questions is to help them envision the desired state. We want to paint a picture of when they have grown or evolved and how they're going to operate more effectively. What are the benefits that they're going to achieve? How will they be performing better? So again, I could ask my coachee, how will you know when you've succeeded? What will it feel like when you consistently meet your deadlines? How will the team perceive you? All of those get to envisioning the desired state. And then the last category is exploring actions to achieve the change. This is where we really dive into what is needed to change and what problems or barriers that might arise that affect their ability to change and who needs to be involved. How and when will that change happen? This is the crux of the practical reality and the plan. When I get to the root cause of deadlines, I would ask them how they're going to change. What would you like to do? How will you know when you've succeeded? What will it look like when you've successfully accomplished this goal? So you want to be an amazing coach. You're going to use the four steps in the coaching process, and then you're going to use the four different areas to ask awesome questions, to get your coachee to discuss and explore options and create the actions that will help them to be successful. You are well on your way to being an amazing coach because this questioning practice combined with those four steps are going to create the best foundation for your successful coaching outcomes. And if you discover challenges along the way, oh boy, get ready because our last episode in the series is going to be how to tackle tough coaching challenges. Thanks so much for listening to this coaching series. And you know what? Sometimes as coaches, we get stuck. Next time, we're going to talk about your toughest coaching challenges. 